Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network coming to you today for Lost, the television series. Have you heard of it? I think it's pretty good from what I've heard of it. Uh, we might talk about it today. Season six recap, our penultimate ever episode on Lost. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll just come together every year and just do a whole series recap. Probably not. When they but, finally uh, bring back Lost. And when they bring back Lost, exactly. When are they going to uh, bring back Lost? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's what we all want to know. That Last Light guy, uh, that was at uh, Michael J. Fox, he was pretty good. So uh, bring him back into it. Maybe they can cast him in these scenes as he's an up-and-coming star. But we're here to talk about Season 6. Uh, recap it, all the bits that we talked about already over the last 17 or so weeks. Well, not really 17 weeks, probably been about 17 years with all the gaps and everything between it, but fill you in and all the bits we missed. There's an epilogue we've got to talk about and do some rankings and everything else as we get pumped and excited for another week of Lost. My name is Ben and we had an unfortunate incident involving a boomerang. Uh, my name is Nora and I'm a host of the Oz Network because they're the only ones that will have me. Oh, yeah, true. Um, Survivor Oz got cancelled, remember, Noah? Um, so, uh, that's, uh, that's not for, I don't know if you know this, but one time when we were doing that Survivor Oz thing, someone messaged me and asked me if I would join their podcast. So oh, <laughs> I don't wow. know if I've ever told you that. So. <laughs> All right, well, let's start off this episode with a bang, All right. Unlike certain so, others, though, you decided to stay loyal, so thanks for that. Uh, yeah, I appreciate I Thanks, but no thanks. I'm what was the show? Tell, me, tell us now which uh, show. I don't know, like Terry and... Ben, or not Ben, Terry and Jerry talk about Survivor, and like one of the hundred different Survivor things. Wow. Well, I'm glad somebody wanted to recruit you. I never got recruited. Clearly you were the popular I stuck, one. I stuck with it, and oh. now I haven't even wanted to do it for the past two years. So look at that. Good loyalty. Good job. Loyalty <laughs> Noah. That's a good alliance member he is. Well done. You'd survive the island. You'd be the, the one who gets to look after the island, apparently. If you're listening, so. Terry and Jerry talk about survivor I'm, I'm free now we've done the last one <laughs> great show uh Call me up. terry and jerry talk survivor underrated uh definitely a great show uh season six so of lost noah um it was a season of lost it was the final season of lost there were definitely some highs there were definitely some lows there was the end there's an epilogue we'll mention as well we'll talk about in just a moment but uh General thought. Did your did your opinions of this season change in doing this rewatch? No. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the episode. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Uh, remember uh, to listen to Terry and Jerry talk Survivor. Uh, <laughs> Terry and Jerry talk Last Light. Um, oh, that was a underrated. 
no. I overall, I do think season six of Lost was a, a failure, really. And it's not necessarily for the reasons that a lot of people say they don't like it because of the finale, but as we established last week, I actually love the finale. And I think it's uh, overall, for the most part, satisfying end to the show. But I just, to me, seasons four under five feel like one show and season six feels like a different show. It just, when I think back on Lost, when we're not doing these podcasts, I think of season one to five and I never really think of season six. It just feels, it almost feels like the producers changed, which they didn't. They, it was the same producers, but it, almost feels like there's some sort of shift going on uh kind of like dexter remember i think it was the first four or five was one producer and then they switched and you could noticeably tell that they switched um but they didn't switch for this but part of me thinks that maybe at this point i'm not saying they gave up but it was a point of they've been doing this show we had all these asshole people telling them you better end it right and you, they had all this pressure from networks and from fans the internet that part of me thought thinks maybe during this season they thought let's just get it done like and like and another thing is that this show they had such deadlines and they, they were writing it still as the season was airing it's not like a hbo show or it's not like a whatever so they couldn't fully maybe plot out exactly the way they wanted to, the way they would in 2022. Yeah, I just, it just doesn't gel really. And I, it's what, 17 episodes long. And I feel like it drags more than season two and three, which are 24, 23 episodes long. And I just feel like there's so much, for the final season, the stakes should have been so high, but yet there's all this fart assing about until maybe the last five episodes. And we loved the last five episodes because they're great. It's not like this season's a complete miss. There's some amazing stuff in this season and the Richard episode, uh, but it just feels like they're twiddling their thumbs, which should not be the thing for this last epic season of like this epic show. They shouldn't be twiddling their thumbs like, oh, let's, uh, wait around at the temple and let's do this and and I feel like also a lot of the answers like the whispers and the Michael stuff and the, and the, the like the inhaler and that it's sort of like oh we had to answer some things but I know that's damned if you do damned if you don't so I can't criticize that too much but yeah my opinion didn't change it was interesting to talk about it and i do have some differing views on the flash sideways i still wouldn't have gone that route but there's i've appreciated it a lot more and i talked about how the finale i appreciated the whole church thing a lot more than i ever have but not my season it, it didn't end on a strong note i think and i think as we'll get into next week i think that's why maybe the legacy has not lasted as much as it has. It's interesting because, like, I think I went into this season not with a whole lot of memories around it. Um, I, I remember the Flash Sideways liking that. Uh, obviously, yeah, a couple of highlights, a big fan of Across the Sea. I loved uh, Richard's episode. I liked the ending. So I think that, like, the highs of season six are really good and I think underappreciated in terms of what they bring. I mean, 
the first episode, I think just the ending of that when you're landing and you don't know what that is. Like, I mean, that to me is just an epic, incredibly underrated moment that always gets forgotten about. But I think like, you know, season five, I complained a lot that it was just, they weren't bad episodes. They were just there and they were just kind of like, okay, cool. Season five is happening. And then you just, I am still struggle right now to remember half of what happened in season five. And I'm like, okay, but you know, they were still decent. Whereas this season, I think that, yeah, like I agree with you to a point, but I, I don't necessarily think it feels like a different season. I still feel they're all connected. So yeah, I definitely obviously didn't bin as much as you did this season. But, um, I mean, looking ahead to when we rank the seasons, I mean, this isn't going to be in my top half. It's not going to be one that I'm going to rush out and be like, oh, I love this season to death. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of – I think it's just really the last two seasons for me just kind of all – they don't feel flat or feel different. It's just I, I'd much prefer earlier Lost. I like the mysteries of the late, the second half of Lost and I love how it ends. Uh, it just kind of feels like a natural progression of how it ends to me. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's it's an odd season because, again, as I said, to reiterate, the highs are very high and the lows are very low. Yeah, I'm an old school boy. I like the hanging around the beach season one, two, much Boom. more. But but that's the thing is you kind of said the mysteries in that. Season four to six do get kind of really big with the whole mythology and that. And the sort of epicness of it, which I do like, but then that's where I think it also kind of dropped the ball as well. It's yeah, I, I mean, it's it's definitely like, and I think the sporadic nature of how we recapped it as well. It's kind of like you know, it makes it a little bit, you know, it's not a consistent effort that you kind of are watching this really closely back to back. But um, yeah, like I mean, I think you and I were a bit indifferent on some of the, you know, the temple stuff and the island stuff, obviously as I keep saying, I'm a fan of the flash sideways. It doesn't really, you know, I like your idea of it, you know, being the alternate universe that, you know, this is legitimately what happened when they landed, not sort of a purgatory, but I mean, it doesn't bother me to the extent where I, you know, dislike it. I, I just really like the flash sideways enough. So maybe that elevates it slightly a little bit for me where I can forgive it. Um, but yeah, I can definitely see how they could have done some other things with it. I just, I just think there's like a lot of episodes where like, yeah, kind of what you're saying about how, it's like, get on with it. Like, there's just some stuff there, like Bogan and John Lennon Jr. and then freaking Tina Fey Light. Like, it's just, you know, uh, Alana. Like, it's just... I'm forgetting mm-hmm. English. Yeah, like, well, exactly. You know, what was that? Like, it's just, it's like, okay, cool. Um, And yeah, like, as you say, like, it's the last season. Like, get along with it. And I guess it's, I mean, this is the only show that we've completed... well done to completion at the time of this being released uh, alongside third watch that has a sixth season all the other shows uh well i guess nip tuck had a sixth season man good job but i mean the the pattern being is that the sixth and final seasons drop off on what we were you know so whereas breaking bad when we get to the fifth and final season it's the opposite that like you know wow this is like brilliant stuff and when we get to 24 Season five is regarded as maybe the best season and then season six may be the worst. So maybe there's a trend on season six that uh, basically yeah. we're discovering on these shows we're covering that the sixth season is Is there any show season. where season six is good? I think so. even Survivor. Amazon, overrated. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, Australian Survivor, season six. Well, it depends how you classify Australian Survivor. If you're doing it the Ben Waterworth way, season six was a good season. Pia wins it. If you're doing it the Channel 10 way, that was what? Blood versus water? No, it was um, brains bronze. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. What other season six shows can you think of off the top of your head? Game of Thrones? I don't know. I never watched it. Did that go to six seasons? Yeah, I can't remember that. 
Yeah. Anyway, maybe people listening can let us know. A break, uh, better call Soul, sixth season, final season. Uh, as yeah, as we fine. were recording the last time, we hadn't watched the finale. Uh, the finale, good. I enjoyed it. It was fine. So, yeah, it was awesome. Um, we want to talk. This is obviously something that we're uniquely doing for this uh, season because generally what we do is we just jump into the recap and all that sort of stuff. We'll do that. But just something we're going to touch on quickly here. Um, there is an epilogue. Uh, to Lost. It's called The New Man in Charge. It's what, like a 15-minute little episode, basically, where we kind of get Ben and, and Hurley and Walt returns and we meet some Dharma Initiative people, kind of wrap things up. Now, you, you talk about the um, the answers just being thrown at you like, these are the whispers, this is Michael. To me, this was just simply produced because they've literally gone, fuck, we never answered the polar bear. We never answered why this, that, and everything else. Like, it was just like a rushed little thing. I'm not complaining. I, I like this. But to me, it is just it is just complete service to answer the questions that most people, you know, literally complain about. So I don't know if we want to go over it play by play, but, I mean, essentially it is Ben going to Guam. Um, two guys from the Dharma Initiative who were there, they're the ones who basically organised the, the pallet drop on the island. Ben basically like rocks up. Guys. I like these guys too. Uh, so who are who are these guys? Um, do they, they have names? They they do. Hector and Glenn. Uh, Talk Survivor. That was the show that Noah <laughs> was on. Uh, that was it. <laughs> that was it. Hector and Glenn. Um, so they've been doing this for twenty years, basically. And Ben just rocks up and it's like, yeah, your services are no longer required. There's a new man in charge. And it's like, oh, but you know, we work for the Dharma Initiative. Well, the Dharma Initiative hasn't existed for twenty years. It's like, fuck. Uh, they get an envelope with their severance pay. Uh, they've got all these questions and Ben's basically just like, look, you can ask me one question each. Like, oh, the Lost fans are going, oh, I roll here. Um, so the questions they ask, Glenn, uh, he's my favourite, I like Glenn, uh, he asks uh, where they've been sending the pallets to for the last 20 years uh, and basically says that uh, they've been sending to um, an island. And like, well, that's impossible. We've been sending it to different locations. And it's like the island moves. And ooh, and then the other uh, uh, was it? Be- uh, what is he? What's his name? Hector. It's like, oh, we're in Guam, so obviously this island's a tropical island, but it doesn't make sense because there are polar bear biscuits, which I'm sure are legitimately a thing. So Ben's all like, "Do you have a DVD player?" Uh, and then he gets a DVD out. We get to watch this film, which basically explains fifty different uh, answers in one film, which I'm sure we'll discuss. Next Ben's week. converted them to DVD though. I know. Good for Ben. He's got a nice little machine. So he hasn't got we, much to do nowadays, I guess. We see Pierre Chang, uh, who, uh, you know, one of the answers will be, uh, why does he always change his name? But uh, we basically learn here uh, why there were polar bears. Uh, they're there basically for experimentation. Uh, birds, the Hurley bird gets explained, sort of like mutation. We find out what Room 23 is, basically a way to get the hostiles uh, under control. Um, and as I said, we also find out why Pierre Chang changes his name. He's like, you know, do not, you know, there'll be reasons why I have to fix my name up in, you know, different films. You'll see me in different films. So, um, a lot going on here. I, I liked it. It's kind of cool. And then basically from there, we're back on the, uh, back off the island. We're at the, the health institute again. We see Walt, Walt, he's there. He's old Malcolm David Kelly. There he is. MKTO's Malcolm David Kelly. And, um, Oz Networks. The Oz Network's Malcolm David Kelly. Ben rocks up. It's like, you're special. You need to come with me. 
kind of like the little uh, connections here where Walt's basically like, oh, you know, you kidnapped me. And Ben's like, oh, sorry about that. I can't change the past, but I can learn from my mistakes. Like, <laughs> come to the island. You know, you need to help your dad. He's like, my dad's dead. Still doesn't mean you can't help him. Um, so Walt leaves. Hurley's in the car. It's a nice little moment. Hurley and Walt, the gang back together. And Hurley's like, I've got a job for you. Lazy Hurley, you've had the job for about a couple of weeks and you're already passing it off, just going to say that. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically kind of a nice little moment where he's like, look, you know, the reason why people think you're crazy is because you just need to get back to the island. You know, the island needs you. Uh, and they're in the Dharma van as well and they drive off. So it's not, like, it's 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 not required viewing. You, you, you know, like, you can watch at the end and that's it. And this is kind of just a little extra bit where it's essentially yeah let's answer some obvious questions that we never did so i like it it's fine it's good to have michael emerson back and uh, jorge back and malcolm david kelly back and the two guys are talking survivor um i i kind of wonder how much severance pay they got that they've been there for 20 years i'm sure they're suing someone but um i like it it's good yeah, i did think that too is like is Hurley trying to pawn off this job to Walt? Yeah. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> Typical Hurley. Yeah. He's not changed. Let's get some chicken. Um, it, it, yeah. I, it would have been nice to, if we actually got to see these three final shot, like on the island, like if that's our last ever shot in the lost mm. universe, it would have been nice maybe if, those three standing at the sunset on the island, Vincent in the background. Like, oh, imagine that, like, grown-up Walt reuniting Aww. with Vincent as the final ever kind of shot we get. That would have been pretty cool. Life right? and death plays. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 and, I, like, I always forget that, like, I, they needed to do something with Walt, and it's crazy that they didn't end the final season. Like, that's kind of crazy. Um like, I don't know, they could have put Walt there with, like, Widmore could have brought Walt back mm. on the submarine with Desmond. Like, Walt, you are special. You need to belong on the island. Like, why couldn't have Walt, imagine that, Walt returns to the show in season six as a regular. Like, that would have been cool. He was too busy singing at that point. So, you know, Matthew yeah. Kelly had gone on to bigger and better things, right? But I always forget this line because I haven't watched this in quite a while, the, the whole, like, you can help your... Yeah, so I guess Walt is going to help Michael move on. And ghost whisper. Like we're going to get some sort of force ghost sort of Michael Walt stuff, which is kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, like this, uh, it is definitely not required viewing, but it, I was watching it today and I'm like, oh, Ben is there, like Michael Emerson. It's like it's, it's so hard to let go. It's like one little bit of more of – Michael Emerson in this dumb little thing, who knows how much he got paid for it and how much work he had to do. It steals the show again, yeah. just in a 10 minute, like, but I almost want, I'm glad it isn't, but I almost wanted this to be a 40 minute whole epilogue, whole episode. Like I just want yeah. to see Ben going around tying up loose ends. Like they could have done more. Um, but I do remember hearing about this before the show ended. They did talk about there's going to be this thing. And there was rumours like, oh, it's going to be a 30-minute episode and they're going to talk about this and this. And there was all this speculation. Some of it was true. But I do remember, like, hearing and that it was going to be on the DVD, but I think it may have gotten leaked because I remember watching it, it on the internet uh, when it got leaked. Um, but, yeah, it, it's nice and it's kind of 
I can't tell if to, I love letter to the fans or I hate letter to the fans. I'm, oh, here, like. <laughs> Shut I, up I about remember, the polar bear. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember, oh, was it Damon Lindelof shared a screenshot or something of someone complaining? Or it was like a news article or something like, was the man, uh, the new man in charge really necessary? And he just tweeted or whatever, like, Oh my god! I can't fucking wish. <laughs> I don't do it, and people complain. I do it, which is true. Like, um, but I, I, I'm not going to criticize it because I actually quite like this. But I feel like a lot of it, like the polar bear, and that was already pretty much implied. And the room twenty three, I really liked the stuff he said about the hostels. Was quite like creepy, but yeah, I don't know if we even needed a room twenty three sort of thing. The one thing that I think if they had not brought up was the pallet drops, like pallet drops coming out. So the fact that, I mean, is it a great answer that these guys have been in Guam for 20 years doing this? Like, I think that could raise up 50 million questions in itself. Yeah, what are they doing really there? Are they in a relationship? Are they bored? Like, can they have access well, to the outside what, world? Like, I'm dying to see. We, we've speculated what is going to be the new Lost 2. I think it's going to be the Hector and Glenn spin-off. Yeah, and like I mean, they're, like, they're getting the now. payout, but I'm sure they're getting paid for doing that job, but they've got nothing to spend it on, so they're probably fucking rich. Yeah, they're just hanging out in Guam. Um, but, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's the others who are, like, they have to imagine that they've got some sort of boss who they communicate with. So is it the others or so mm. it kind of raises all these other birds, like whatever. Um, but it's cool. I like that we get this little thing. Um, and it's weird to think that there is something in the Lost Universe that takes place after Jack closing his eye. Like, it's weird that. This is set after, but we don't really view that as a negative thing. Um, like I, I prefer this more than the Breaking Bad epilogue thing that they did because I feel like that wasn't strictly necessary. And this Tell isn't me, either. But yeah, not a fan. And oh. I think this, I, I said I wanted this to be 40 minutes. It shouldn't be 40. It should be 10 minutes. I want more because I love Michael Emerson and I love seeing this, but sometimes less is more. Um, Roger Moore. But I think it's cool that they did. I don't think it's a negative thing at all that they did this. And um, and there's also that reference of Walt, who's called Keith Johnson, which is like yeah. Kevin Johnson's son, which I is like so that. stupid. But I like that. This, I mean, yeah, but logically it's stupid because why would he be Kevin Johnson's son? He only got that name when he got on the boat, blah, blah. But it, it, it's kind of at this point, the show is over. They're just giving love letters. Like, why would there be a Dharma van like in mm. California? But it's just a love letter to the show. It's so, uh, you could almost view it as non-canon. It is canon, but it's just supposed to be one final little sweet note. I, and I like it a lot. I actually. think because Hurley's rich, he just got an old combi and just got it converted out for memories on the island that, you know, that's how he got it there. But Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I wonder, like, do the others have Dharma van, like Dharma vans off? Is that how they get around when, like, Tom's off the island? Is it a Dharma van? Which, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it like, it's no different to so many different media have tie-in novels, you know, uh, 24 had a whole series of tie-in novels post, you know, the 24 universe that are considered canon. I mean, before Disney bought Star Wars, all the, the Star Wars novels and everything that were, I mean, even with Disney, they've still got the, the spin-off novels, which are, which are canon, but it's like, you know, I don't read, <laughs> well, I am now, but like, you know, I, I know there's a whole other world out there with, um, Star Wars that I've never read, but 
does that take away from the movies? Probably not. Like, it probably just enhances it. I think this is just a nice little thing at the end of it that just goes, cool, this is a little extra thing. And, you know, I'm sure there are Lost fans listening to this who have never seen it. And they watch it. It's kind of cool. It's, again, with 24, like, uh, sort of in some of the majority of the middle seasons, they did a prequel to every single season of 24. And you don't have to watch them. It, It doesn't take away from, you know, you don't need to see them in order to get what's happening in the season. But it definitely adds to it. Um, But it's not required viewing. So just depends on your level of fan. I mean, for fuck's sake, Rogue One is an entire movie based on a plot hole to add a little bit of extra, you know, situation to A New Hope. You don't need to watch Rogue One. Uh, so, you know, it's it's, yeah. it's it's just a little bit of extraness there that, that is cool. It's fun. I'm with you. Michael Emerson's back. Jorge's back. Malcolm's back. It's great. But if you, didn't, if you haven't seen it, it's not going to affect your love of loss, really. No, but I do... I- I think you're talking about expanded universe. Maybe next week we can actually talk about this because I think Lost has a huge potential for not a new show, but like expanded universe. But um, yeah, I do have to say as kind of a one final thing on it, um, I, and we'll talk about this next week, I'm sure. I, I'm against a Lost spin-off or reboot at this point. It's been uh, 12 years. I don't want it to happen. This watching this epilogue today definitely is dangling that apple because I'm like, oh, I wanted him to go and visit Richard. I wanted him to see what Sawyer is up to. And I don't want that to happen, but watching mm. it, I was a bit like, oh, if it did come back, I would I would lose my shit if it did come back, but I hope it doesn't come back. I think it's just, yeah, again, next week's the conversation. But I think it's just it's passed too long now. Like, I mean, it's... You know, no, but imagine seeing Michael Emerson back as Ben. Well, but I don't want that to re- happen. We saw that with Star Wars. It, it fucked it up. I don't we're, want that. We're recording this in a pre-Last Light world, but a post-Last Light trailer and releasing this in a post-Last Light world. And I'm sure you've listened to our Last Light recap. But um, it's a bit like when I saw Matthew Fox... It like I mean everyone ages. I'm not saying that it was bad, but like it just it looked it was strange having just finished watching Lost to see a older gaunt Matthew Fox uh, basically acting like Jack. So um, yeah, that was a bit strange. So we'll see how that is in Last Light. And if you're listening to this now, of course, Last Light was fantastic, wasn't it? Uh, and eventually, Lily showing up as a zombie. Like what a what an incredible. Levi and Andrew showing up as a zombie was a little upsetting for him. He stumbled across on set. What happened? Um, <laughs> but I guess we'll just go through now for season six. So generally, what we do here, we just kind of you know recap the main points, uh, best worst episodes, characters, all that sort of stuff. I mean, we've obviously covered a lot in our sort of first take there, but uh, just going over our lovely friends at Lostpedia, the main plot points. Uh, Season 6 centred around the consequences of the detonation of the hydrogen bomb in an attempt to change the past. So we had uh, Flash Sideways showing Oceanic Flight 815, as well as other main characters reuniting and coming to terms with their respective lives and deaths and move on into the afterlife. Ooh, spoiler alert. Uh, The Man in Black continuing to execute his plan of leaving the island after Jacob's murder. The history between the Man in Black and Jacob and the nature of the island is explored. Jacob's candidates learn that Jacob has been present throughout their lives and has guided them to the island. The temple and its residents under the leadership of Dogen, Boo, and Lennon, Boo, are introduced and also gotten rid of. Uh, the formation of three sides, the Man in Black's recruits who wish to leave the island, Jacob's followers who oppose the Man in Black and worry about his destructive nature, and Charles Widmore who returns to the island with Desmond Hume and attempts to prevent the Man in Black from fulfilling his plan. Um, I mean, we kind of touched a lot on that in the beginning about what we liked and disliked, but I mean, 
what was your favorite of all of that? Like, did you have one that you were like, okay, this, this season six, I'm not a big fan of, but this storyline I like. Uh, see, e- even the episodes I love towards the end, I don't really love like the story that's happening. I love the acting and the characters and the sort of emotion of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Jacob Man in Black stuff, I've come around on a lot and I just don't think it was executed overly well, but I think the concept of it, I've come around on a lot. Um, but I, I mean, and the Flash Sideways, I don't love, but I've come around on a lot more in terms of the end resolution of that. But I mean, I guess I think the, and again, the Temple crap, but had potential to really show some history of this island. Uh, but I think you can't really beat all that Richard stuff that goes on. Like that has to be, and just Richard in general, never going to be one of the biggest characters, but he's got quite a lot to do this season. So I'd say like one of the high points of the season six is Richard. Um, and I guess it's, I've come around a lot more on seeing with more back on the island. That's kind of, oh yeah, back on the island. That's kind of cool. I just wish they went a bit further with that maybe. And the temple is your least favorite, I can imagine. Yeah, I just, well, yeah, that and the whole thing with Saeed, which we've talked about many, many times, but they just dropped the ball so much on him. Um, the Temple plotline and a lot of the individual flash sideways, I really do not like. The stuff that happens with Saeed and all this stuff that happens with um, Jack and Sun and Jin, I just couldn't really care less. It, does get better towards the end with sort of Desmond and Hurley and the Jack Locke stuff, but the the early Flash Sideways, even if you don't mind the concept of it, there's some really weak stuff going on there. I I love the the I mean I love Across the Sea. Let's say it a million more times. So I, I kind of like that episode, learning that real backstory of that. Obviously, yeah, I'm with you with Richard. Um, I kind of like the ending part where you've got these candidates and the island and who's going to be the protector and everything. I mean, even though the cork was stupid, but it's kind of like, you know, the way they bring that in. Obviously, as I've mentioned tons of times now, I like the flash sideways. So, but yeah, I see what you mean. There are definitely some where it's just like, Jack has a son. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, cool. Um, but yeah, and like yeah, the temple stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm down as you are, but it's, it's, Sure, cool. Um, Bogan and Lennon. Did did we ever like uh, find out what happened when that bomb went off? Because no. they just blasted back to two thousand and seven. I guess at this point we just accept it. Um, but like, yeah. what happened when the bomb went off? Because when they all wake up, yeah, like Juliet's dead. Like, there's a fucking nuclear bomb went off on that island. <laughs> like, I mean radiation um you know dead trees um yeah and is the world all of a sudden going like hey there's a nuclear bomb we're like that's gonna set off some satellites so (laughs) they do hint a lot at um kind of after that thing that they had issues with the baby and some pregnancies but i think they could have played that a lot more like well there was a blast in 1977 and ever since then the babies Mm. cannot be born sort of because there's nothing going on. They do hint at it a little bit, but they could have really at least played into that. 
Yeah, in the epilogue, they mentioned about like the, yeah, sort of an answer with the, the pregnancy side of things. So, yeah, no, that nuclear bomb thing's quite interesting. Uh, obviously, we go over sort of the main cast. Now, obviously, the issue with this season is that you have a bunch of main cast credited as main cast, but only in the final episode. So, I think here, uh, maybe I'll just get rid of those people uh, because. As much as I love me, Boone, are we really classifying Ian Summerholder as a main cast member of this uh, season? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, so the ones that are in it outside of that, so obviously Matthew Fox, Jack Shepard, he's in 15 of the 18 episodes, Jorge Garcia, Hurley's in 15 of the 18, Terry O'Quinn is John Locke and the Man in Black, um, in the form of John Locke, uh, is in 15 of the 18, so they're in it the most. Naveen Andrews apparently is in 14 of the 18 episodes, old Saeed, zombie his doing? way around. <laughs> yeah. Ken Leung is in 14 as well as Miles. There you go. Emily DeRaven, Claire, is back in this season. That's a highlight. <laughs> Case closed, 13. Uh, eventually, Lily's only in 13 episodes as Kate Austin. There you go. Michael Emerson as Benjamin Linus, 12 out of 18. Jeff Fahey is Lapidus. 12 out of 18. Josh Holloway Sawyer only in 12 of the 18. Daniel Day Kim uh, as Jin. Su Kwon, 12 of the 18. Yun Jin Kim, Sun Hua Kwa Kwon, 12 of 18. Ness Carbonell, Richard Alpert is in 10 of the 18. Zulika Robinson is in 9 episodes as Alana, believe it or not. Uh, Desmond is only in 8 episodes. Henry Ian Cusack. And then, yeah, so um, Bernard Rose, Charlie, Juliet, Boone, Pierre Chang, Daniel Widmore, Eloise, Shannon. Charlotte, Penelope, Milton, uh, and uh, Libby and Christian are all classified as main cast men. So poor Michelle Rodriguez didn't even get a nod there in the second one. No, Malcolm, Malcolm David Kelly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, look, anybody to you in this season you came around on a little bit more? or And who did you sort of lose? I mean, I guess Naveen Andrews again, maybe. I don't know, but, like, yeah, maybe one of the main cast who you liked better uh, across this season or rewatch and one that maybe you didn't like as much. Well, it, it is kind of the issue with season six is I also think this is where it seems like so much of the cast doesn't really get a lot to do in the season. Mm. We, we talked about, like, the sun and Jin stuff and even Sawyer doesn't really, like, he has some good moments towards the end, but he doesn't even really get to do... In the beginning when he's all grumpy at Jack and yeah, he's like mopey. getting drunk and um, <laughs> mopey Sawyer. Yeah, so like uh, of course uh, Naveen El Said, like we've talked over and over, like that's easily the worst character, main character kind of thing of the season. Um, uh, but yeah, a lot of the cast this season they kind of dropped the ball on them, and not necessarily. In like a really bad Saeed way, just that they don't have a lot to do. Um, obviously, you're going to say you hate Alana, and I don't like Alana, but I just always see that there's potential in that character, and I wish they delivered with the potential because she could have been this sort of big late late game changer kind of character. Um, but I, obviously I mentioned Richard. Like, it's so great having him have a lot to do in this season, but... Uh, I'll just mention too that I, I do think season six is a great season for Jack. Like our hero, he gets a lot of good stuff in terms of his character arc and becoming sort of the new John Locke. And I love the stuff at the end where he's saying like, you wear John Locke's face and John Locke, but you disrespect him. And John Locke was right about everything. And, and Jack becoming the leader and then dying. Like 
So as much as I've never been a big Jack fan, I think this season is great for Jack and all that guilt from Juliet and that. Uh, and then I want to give a shout out, and I'm not saying this is my favourite character of the season, and I'm not saying it's a good character, but I, I'm coming around a little bit on Crazy Claire. Like, I think she had... She, I've always hated that plot line, but I... Like, what else could they have done with their character? And it is interesting. I, I wish there was an actor that maybe could have delivered it a bit better and a bit more believable. But I, I think it's quite such a sort of tragic ending for an otherwise sort of like just like Shelley who lives down the street that works at Fish and Fry, very average sort of character. Like Hello, probably the Shelley. most of them, of all the characters in the season one, she's like the most sort of normal. So it's quite a kind of tragic ending that no one ever expected for Claire's character um, and her like being left behind and stuff, even towards the end. So it's pretty cringy at times, but I'm coming around. And I think she has some some okay moments. So I'm giving a shout out to Emily Duravan and Crazy Claire. I, I, I'm on board with that. I think like um, we watched the Jimmy Kimmel reunion sort of episode mm-hmm. that they did and I liked sort of Emily DeRabin on that. It was basically like, I just yeah, played a that. crazy person at the end, <laughs> which I do have to love on that, that the people that they got, what, Josh Holloway randomly in Toronto doing some random little segment and Evangeline and all that were too busy to show up, but cool. Um, but they yeah. got Alan Dale. They got Alan Dale, um, you know, and they also made fun of Nesta Carbonell's eyeliner, which, okay, sure. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I look, I think to me, you know, outside, yeah, absolutely agree with you about Jack. I mean, I've never been down on Jack like you have, but uh, I think it's sort of a, it was a, it was a great arc. Hurley as well, uh, sort of being that sort of uh, big important one at the end. I, I think it's it's Richard. I think Nesta Carbonell, like just, I mean, having so much of his stuff explained and just his backstory and everything and kind of just him leaving the island and getting a grey hair and just all that kind of stuff, like he's just... He's always there and then just to get all of this explained, like I, I really enjoy that and I think that's kind of the standout for all the cast because he's the one who really kind of has a, a good arc out of it all. Um, you could even argue the man in black. It's You, you know, like he's... He probably has the biggest arc of the season. <laughs> and I think like what we've talked about so much that Terry Quinn does such a good job of making us believe this is a different character, that he is a character inside of a character, you know, playing this sort of, you know, fake character. So it kind of, it works well. And he's like, again, it's it's not quite on the level of Richard, but just the fact that we just get Lapita's kind of just been like, hey, I'm a pilot, I'm going to do this. Like, you know, sometimes a bomb on a submarine and just... A bit of Lapita's in this season. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Lapita. Like that, uh, how it should have ended. Lapita's, like, just so true, because Lapita's is awesome. But, yeah, and as for the bad ones, yeah, Alana, get fucked. Uh, I don't see the potential there. Sorry. Um, look, it pains me to say this because I love him and he's, you know, up there as my equal favourite TV no, villain of all time. Ben, what, what like, yeah. he kind of had a wasted season on Ben, didn't he? Like, it just it didn't, wasn't the past Ben that we got. So Didn't fully stick his landing, I think. Um, yeah. And if you're talking about fan favourite characters, I think poor old Desi Desmond got a bit yeah. chipped this season. Comes back forced on the island after all he's been through just to be like, oh, yeah, I'll show you to the world, brother. I <laughs> yeah. don't care. I'll pull, I'll pull the plug, four brother. Episodes, he spends four episodes down a well. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Desmond. Uh, and obviously now the recurring sort of cast. I mean, again, I'm not 
classifying the the returnees who kind of like came back. I mean, you know, they're in flash sideways. They get a bit here. They're kind of just glorified cameos, really, if you want to probably argue that. I mean, you know, Rose Bernard, great to have them back. Charlie Boone, obviously, you know, people like that, great to see. But um, I'll only go, because, I mean, there's a lot of uh, people here listening as recurring cast, but I'm also looking at the ones who are maybe in like three or four or more episodes. So a lot of people here in two or one episode, I'm not counting them. So uh, Alan Dale, Charles Widmore, in the most, he was in six episodes. TV's Kimberly Joseph as Cindy Chandler was in five of the 18 episodes, Noah Groves. That's about the same amount as Desmond. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Boo, Zoe, Sheila Kelly was in five of the 18. Uh, your favourite, Mark Pellegrino, uh, as Jake was in five of the 18. Kenton Duty as young Jacob was in four of the 18. Uh, Mickey Grau as Zach was in four of the 18. Uh, Kirsten Havelock as Emma. Who are Zach and Emma? Are they the, the goons kids. on the island? The kids? Oh, the kids. The kids. Right, of course. Kimberly. Oh, stars of the show. Uh, I thought they were the goons. They're in four of the 18. Uh, Fred Kohler as Seamus, four of the 18. Uh, David Shepard, Dylan Manette was in four episodes. Daniel Roebuck, the Oz Network's Daniel Roebuck as Leslie Arts was in four of the 18. And Hiroki Sanada as Dogen was in four of the 18. The only other one in more than two was John Hawkes as Lennon, boo, uh, three of the 18. And yeah, a lot in two and one. But... um. I mean, I, you mentioned Widmore before. I, I think it's kind of cool that, you know, he gets a little bit. I, I like that Widmore gets an ending. I like that Widmore gets killed off. Like, it's just, he'd be one of these mm. ones if you didn't have a some sort of resolution. But what, was the point, what the hell was the point of Widmore, you know? Like, what, what, on that everything wrong with, they're like, what, Widmore used to be important, Lapidus? Like, but, like, I feel like Widmore kind of is important towards the very end. So I think he gets a bit. I mean... Outside of that, I like Jacob. I like Mark Pellegrino. I'm not on board with you saying he's like whatever you were saying about him. I think he's good, and I think he kind of does a great portrayal of Jacob, and he's got some great scenes in explaining the island. There's two potential top fives that he's in, which I kind of like. Um, and all the other ones I mentioned, I mean, fuck Zoe, boo. Um, no. Um, I mean, I love how Kimberly Joseph in five, I can't even remember any scene that she's in, so. But props to her. And, I mean... Jack's son, yeah, he started off shit. He got okay, but then what, what happens to him in the afterlife? He just disappears. So, but yeah, Widmore and Jacob are my standouts and get fucked, Zoe. Well, it just is so funny that of all the actors in season six, Dylan Min- Minya as Jack's son has gone on to have probably the best career out of anyone here. That's crazy to think. Yeah, um, poor Kimberly Joseph. Rob. Yeah, but she's second. Um, Alan Dale? Who? Alan Dale? I mean, yeah, but that's a given. He's never going to stop. Um, <laughs> Evangeline Lilly, probably, but Evangeline Lilly and Dylan Mignette, the two big stars to come out of Lost. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think Jacob was miscast. Uh, I don't dislike Mark Pellegrino as an actor, but just not for this character. Um, but I want to give a shout out to Titus Welliver because I think oh, 100% yeah. not miscast at all. I think he nails the man in black. And for some reason, you kind of like in your head more Terry O'Quinn and Titus, like they all, Absolutely. they feel like the same person. Like I can't ex- really explain it, but like I view Titus Welliver and Ter- Terry O'Quinn as one person, um, which is a credit to both of them. And also Titus is such a cool name. Yeah. Um better than but the, just just in general, name? like 
just in general, like season six is that season where they did sort of bring back everyone more or less. And we've talked in the past about how that actually did work in the end. Um, and like how it didn't feel cheap and somehow Lost managed to bring back all these cameos and all these recurring characters without it ever feeling cheap. And you've got to give season six credit in that regard that they managed to pull this off without it feeling too fan service um, So, yeah, I, I would give the shout out to Titus Welliver. And I think Dogen Hiroki Sonata is such a great actor and he he really delivers as that character. It's just there wasn't a lot to that character. Um, and shout out to Daniel Roebuck who nails it in that lock episode. He's so good. Yeah, I would agree with those. Um, and, yeah, Titus Welliver, that's... Um, what a man. Just Titus, like Tid- Titus Waterworth, Titus Groves. Sounds. Um, I, I think he needs to drop the Welliver and just sort of be like a Madonna. Just, yeah, just Titus. 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 Sounds like, yeah, yeah exactly. Pellegrino and Titus. And I also love how you just brought up Madonna, so thank you for that. I uh, enjoy that. <laughs> but you can't um, play the clip because it's I know, wrong show. I can't. I'll, that's an extra one I'll play next time on uh, 007. Download <laughs> now. Um, in terms of episodes, uh, sort of the best and the worst, so just quickly looking at our ratings this season, uh, you bought seven, rented six, binned four. I bought 11, rented five, and only binned one. Um, so you and I both binned Lighthouse. So that will automatically become the worst episode for me uh, of this season. Um, and in terms of buys, looking at my rankings, the highest ranking I had this season was The End, followed by Across the Sea and Aberturno. Um So, yeah, on that, best episode of the season to me is definitely The End, uh, followed by the controversial Across the Sea and Aberturno, all three which ended up in my top ten. So uh, there you go. Uh, but, yeah, no, Lighthouse... Eh, no, thank you. Um, I mean, I was very low rents on a lot of the others uh, besides that. So, I mean, for example, two my two lowest rents and my three of my four lowest rents are season six episodes. So The Package is my lowest rent. Recon is my second lowest rent. And Sundown is my fourth lowest rent. Only Par Avion from season three separates them. Uh, but having said that, Lighthouse, my highest bin. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, so your, um, yours to choose from, if you remember your bins at all, Noah. So what Kate does, surprise, surprise, Kate episode, uh, Lighthouse, Sundown and The Package were your bins. So, uh, yeah, I'm guessing one of them will be your worst. And, uh, what's your best episode? Yeah, well, obviously the popular opinion is Across the Sea being the worst, but neither of us did that. I rented it and, but that's a popular opinion, um. Yeah, I think this season probably has my highest sort of bin, like not number, but like statistically probably. It's like a lot of bins, maybe season three too. Um, there's just you know, this thing, there's so many kind of meh, eh, wasting time sort of episodes here. I don't, Sundown at least has that great ending moment with the catch a falling star and the kind of creepy like, dead people in the temple that at least redeems her. I don't really think of any sort of redeeming qualities to what Kate does. Except for Justin. Remember Justin? I felt bad oh, for him. That above that got yeah. shafted. But what Kate does, it's just there's nothing redeeming with to that episode, I think. You had five bins in season three. 
but I guess ratio wise, uh, statistically, be, this would be the worst because there's less episodes there. So what? So what would be your best episode? No, ah, uh, uh, as much as I criticize season six, that last kind of five episode run is just so good, and we. In real time, we actually recorded those episodes quite hmm. soon uh, next to each other, so it felt really exciting towards the end, like doing them so close together. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I would maybe say the end. The candidate is so good uh, with poor old Sun and Jin and everything happening there. Um, honestly, you go with the obvious answer of Abaterno, but. Honestly, I might say the end too. I absolutely loved revisiting it this time and I've always liked it, but it's so, it's one of the most epic hundred minutes of television ever. Like, yeah. so I, I might even say the end too, actually. Like I, Aww. this I've always liked the end, but I'm think from this day going forward, I'm going to be one of those people out there defending the last ending and telling people that actually it's good. Before I would like end. secretly sort of enjoy it and like, oh, it wasn't <laughs> yeah, that bad. it sucks. I love it. I love it so much. I'm sorry, the end. <laughs> but, but now I'm I'm out and proud. I'm coming out of the well. I'm out and proud. <laughs> Lost season finale defender. I'm here. I like the end. Get used to it. Uh, basically, is what you're saying. Um, now, before we sort of look at our season rankings, I'm very intrigued for what we're both going to do, and obviously our best five moments of the season. Anything else that? We haven't talked about that you want to add anything from the Jimmy Kimmel uh, reunion. I mean, it was it was fun. I, I, I mean, the alternate endings I've seen multiple times. I think they're hilarious. I love the Jeff Probst Survivor one with Naveen Andrews. I didn't come out here and do this and all that to get my torch up by Jeff fucking Probst, uh, which is the best acting we've seen from Naveen Andrews in about five years. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's hilarious, those endings. But, uh, yeah, anything else to add that we haven't talked about? I think we've pretty much covered it um yeah like that that reunion thing that they did straight after the finale that is kind of cool that they did that it's like was structured like a survivor reunion but that just goes to show how big this show is like nowadays you get after show things on mm. tv like that's not uncommon like that's actually quite common now but we're talking about 2010 here. No show got a straight after broadcast live after show with people people from the cast. Game of like Thrones, that, even that. That was bigger than Lost and never got one. Yeah, this might be the first ever kind of, and I don't know, I could be wrong, but this might be the first ever post-show recap episode thing. They, um, I mean, in terms of like a live one, I can't think. I know, I know say, like and you'll laugh at this, me bringing this up, but I know ER had like a, directly after the finale, they had like an hour retrospective with cast and, you know, remembering it. I know shows have done that before. I think Will and Grace yeah, like did celebrations, it. celebrations, but this yeah, is like, like live straight after with the cast. Yeah. Like, and like they had an audience and people crying in the audience and it, it may be like our last Matthew Fox sighting until last night. Uh, and it's weird seeing him there thinking like, oh, oh no, he's been in a few other movies, but. Um, it's weird seeing him there and he's talking about like, oh, you're lost and that, thinking that this guy is soon going to disappear forever until 2022. Um, I like when Jimmy Kim was like, can we get you to open your eye? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can sense a bit of tension with the rest of the cast and Matthew Fox. It's, there's yeah. a little bit of an awkwardness going on there. But it's 
it, it's not great, but it's really cool that they did that. And yeah, if someone's a TV historian, maybe they can tell us, is that the first ever post-show live? Because they're pretty common nowadays. So is that the yeah. first ever one in TV? Maybe. That I goes like to show a big lost one. The funny one as well was when um I think it was when Jimmy was introducing the uh, alternate endings and you see little baby Jacob just standing behind and the crowd's like laughing and he just kind of disappears. It's like, okay, <laughs> so why not? It does kind of take you back to that sort of 2010, the hype of this show ending a little bit, like probably more so than rewatching the the season. Yeah, no, it was it was interesting. Uh, actually, before we get to the ratings, just awards wise so yeah obviously a lot of the time final seasons go out in a bang with the emmys but uh lost was nominated for seven primetime emmys it didn't win any of them uh so outstanding drama series lost to mad men uh, and as we're going over the acting ones matthew fox lost out to brian cranston uh probably a good one there uh michael emerson and terry o'quinn both lost out to aaron paul jack bender for directing for the end lost out to steve shill and dexter for the getaway i can't remember that episode um, in the outstanding writing, uh, Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof for the end lost out to Aaron Levy and Matthew Weiner. <laughs> Weiner for Mad Men, uh, shut the door, have a seat. Uh, but in the creative Emmys, uh, it was nominated for eight uh, outstanding uh, of the creative Emmys. Uh, lost outstanding sound mixing to Glee. Lost outstanding outstanding sound editing to Twenty Four. It won Outstanding Single Camera Picture Editing for a Drama Series for The End. So I think we mentioned that one last week. It uh, lost Outstanding Music Composition for a Series to 24. Uh, at least they're losing to good shows. Uh, oh, Sean Callery's got a great score, but yeah, Michael Giancona, probably a little bit better. Um, outstanding Art Direction for a Single Camera Series. It lost to The Tudors. Sure, if you don't mind. Um, Elizabeth Mitchell as Juliet Burke was nominated for the end. What did she do in the end uh, for outstanding guest actress in a drama series? She lost to Anne Margaret and Law and Order SVU. Of all the episodes, that's what she got nominated for. Um, okay. Um, and outstanding special class programs. ABC's Lost Presents Mystery of the Universe, The Dharma Initiative, which was a website special by the looks of things, lost to the 63rd Annual Tony Awards. So um, that's a weird category. That, that <laughs> Mysteries of the Universe is actually really great. Um, it's, very worth this, watching. It's such a weird category. This is just this sounds like the other category because you have Outstanding Special Class at Programs, the Tony Awards, the Oscars, the opening ceremony for the Winter Olympics, uh, 30 Rock, The Webisodes, The Daily Show, Ask a Correspondent, and Avatar, Enter the World of Pandora, HBO First Look. Uh, that's just, well, we can't fit you into any other category. Have your own outstanding special class category. When are they going to bring back Avatar? Oh, wait. Yeah, give it a couple of months now. No one cares. Yeah, exactly. Remember that movie? Um, season ratings, rankings. So, uh, just a refresher for our uh, listeners heading into this. Uh, we both have season one at number one. You have season two at number two. I have season four at number two. You have season four at number three. I have season two at number three. You have season five at number four. I have season three at number four. You have season three at se- at number five. I have season five at number five. So, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to guess where you're putting season six. Is it in sixth place? Last year, I've always said that from the 
five years ago when we started and this rewatch didn't change anything. Um, season three was a bit of a slog to get through and that's still my second last, but that still has Through the Looking Glass and all these great, The Brig and Man Behind the Curtain and Flashes Before Your Eyes, greatest hits. Um, and season six has some good episodes, but as I said at the top of the show, it was just a sort of twiddle thumb missed opportunity in so many ways and to me it does feel like a different show in many ways um so i don't hate it but compared to those other five it's way far down last um such a big drop so i can still rewatch it six seven eight times and still enjoy it but easily the weakest season of this show hands down I surprised myself where I put it. I'm also putting it last. Um, and I think that just comes... It does surprise me. It just comes down to the fact that it's between this and season five, and ultimately I bought more season five episodes. So um, that's what it comes down to. Even though I would probably say the great episodes of this season are better than the great episodes of season five. But, yeah, I just... There's just something I think about it, whereas, like, season five is just kind of there and it's harmless. Um, whereas this, you know, there is some stuff where you just kind of like, okay, what's the point of this? So yeah. And plus, I mean, the ending's great and everything, but it's close, but I, I put season six just below season five. So yeah, we would have alienated everyone if you put season five below season six. <laughs> so the final rankings then, uh, so yeah, from last to first, you have six, three, five, four, two, one. I have six, five, three, two, four, one. So we both have the same number one, the same number six. And everything else is slightly different. So, um, yeah, quite close, Noah. Good job. Well done. Not So what you're trying to say is this show peaked in the first year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats season one. It's the boon no. season. It's always going to be the best. <laughs> That's what it's known as, the boon season. <laughs> the boon season. So no, we're going to wrap this up. For the last time, we're going to choose five moments, the best moments. And also to clarify here, for people uh, for next week, these are the final five finalists for what will then go in to be our top ten next week of all of Lost. So in between this episode and next episode, Noah and I are going to rank all 31 moments because we had a tie in season one of uh, the top five moments of each season and basically rank them from first to last and then an aggregate score will come together and we'll have the top ten. So five moments of this season. Now I've marked down a few here. Uh, pretty much half of them come from the last episode. But um, before I go through the ones I've marked down, do you have ones that you've marked down as potential top five moments? When you say marked down, uh, today I thought of, I actually have got five. So it's, okay. I don't have any, I've got none to spare, but I did, did <laughs> manage to get five. It's definitely the hardest of all the seasons. Um, do you want me to say them? Or? I would love your five because I'm assuming that five of the, your five are probably on my list and then that way I can just go through the other ones that I added too. So go for it. I would love to know what the other ones are going to be because I struggled a bit here to get to five. Um, but I think these are all pretty worthy. Uh, I put Sun and Jin's death, of course, mm-hmm. um, and Saeed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Jack's death, but also including like moving on. And the yep. church, like that's one scene. Uh, the final eye closing, scene. the final scene. Yeah. Um, I put Ben's speech. Uh, why are you going to go to lock? Because he's the only one that will have me. Like Emmy award winning speech should have been. Um, 
Is that the one to Alana in episode seven where he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. drop the gun. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. You said Ben didn't get a lot this season. That's a Michael Emerson masterclass there. Um, uh, I've put in Locke versus Jack. I'm assuming I mean on the cliff. Big yep. final, final boss battle. We've also yep. Kate, I've saved your butt and kicking old gummy Joe down to the rocks. Final boss battle. And then uh, I don't love this one, but I put Jacob explains everything. So when they had the sort of tribal council where he says, one of you has to be the boss and and they're all asking him questions. No, you weren't good having a good life. I brought you here for a reason. I don't love that one, but I think it's still pretty like epic in terms of the whole six seasons of this show. Like it all comes down to that. I'm happy that all five of those made my list so that this might make it easier. But uh, the well, other I don't know ones. What are... else you had? Well, I so think... I, I mark these as I go along. So obviously, when I watch an episode, I kind of mark it as potential top five and then I just have a list. So <laughs> in the first episode, Boone! Um, I like, but in all seriousness, it's kind of just like an honorable mention because I just kind of like the little sort of moment between him and Locke. It's kind of a nice one. But in all seriousness, from the first episode, um, well, there's two actually I've got. Uh, Locke revealed as a smoke monster. Sorry, you had to see me like that. Uh, kind of as he kills everyone in the temple. Uh, and also the plane landing. You know, I love that moment with life and death and just that ending of the first episode. Just, I love that moment. Um, I've got, uh, Jacob's speech to Richard from Abiturno when he kind of, uh, sits him down and the whole bottle upside down sort of thing. And that's about that. There's a lot of speeches on this, so I guess we could choose one. Um, I've got from Across the Sea, The Birth of the Smoke Monster, just him getting shoved in there and the smoke monster coming out. Um, and then from the finale, the, the other ones from the finale I've got is Desmond removes the plug. I mean, it's a kind of a cool scene when all like, everything's shaking and everything. Um, hey. Jack, make, Jack makes Hurley in charge. Um, oh, that's not, pretty good. Nice scene. Uh, the plane taking off at the end. Uh, kind of included that with the other one when we see the plane. Yeah, true. And the only other one, which again, yeah, it makes it go even longer though, is uh, Ben speaking to um, Locke outside the church uh, and then Hurley sort of coming out. Nice moment. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing in there that I think is like terrible. Also, I just thought of one as a maybe shout out is like the temple gets destroyed, catch a falling star. Said zombie walking through maybe it won't make five but that's pretty that's pretty a good, good too yeah i think look of the ones that we've all, all like the fight i mean to me the final scene for sure sun and Jin's death for sure they're obvious ones yeah. um so sub explosion um the jack and lock fight i think for sure i think that should be on there yeah. um so uh- the the other one I'm fighting for the Ben speech. It's so iconic. No, I I I'm on board with that. I think I every lost yeah. fan remembers that. I think. Yeah. No, I I, like I that. I'm it, happy to not have the tribal council one. Like that. That was my iffy one. If there's a better one. I mean, look, you know, it's a, it's an Alana scene, but yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. I mean, I love the plane landing scene in episode one, and. Sort of the lock. Sorry, you had to see me like that. Is kind of cool. Um, they're kind of ones maybe that you know, or Jack yeah. making early in charge. Maybe the three that I might be most sold on there. Um, have a preference. 
I, I I get your love for the plane landing, but I think it's just not that iconic enough. It's a good moment, but like I don't know. Um, sorry, you have to see me like that is great, but it's it's almost a line. Like yes, we get him destroying the people in the temple, but it's almost like a memorable line. So I would say either between Hurley becomes the boss or Jacob explains everything. I would say a toss up between those two. Um, I mean, we've already got two moments from the finale. Do we need three? Uh, I mean, that's where maybe the argument is you have. I, I like the Jacob Tribal Council because, like, I love, like, yeah. subtle things about that, that that are good and kind of, like, just Jack going, like, I'll do it, and then, all, like, very boonish. But then, like, I, I just love that, like, as you said, when they get there and they're like, oh, you know, how who do you who are you to say that we're, we were happy where we were? And he's just like, no, you weren't. Like, you were all miserable. Yeah. So, kind of sums up the show. Yeah, I'm happy with that. If you're, well, we could include Zoe getting her knife throat slit. Zoe dies. Number one scene of all <laughs> season six. Yeah, the, I don't like. Don't think it will make our top ten, but I think it's still pretty. Like it, all the show kind of comes down to this: is mm. uh, Jacob agree. brought them there, and finally we get the sort of answers. Air quotes. So yeah. So we've got our five. Uh, I guess rank. I mean, is number one clearly the explosion, Sun and Jin's death? Is that number one? Has to be number one, and yep. I think that will surely make our top ten next week. Sure. And I mean, number two between, I'm sure it would either be the final scene or the Jack and Lock. I'd say the final scene, then Jack and Lock five we'll number see. three. Giacchino's moving on theme. We've got Vincent there, the plane flying overhead. The going back to season one with the eye opening, the eye closing. Jack smiling has to be that. And then Jack and Locke fight number three. Seems as they were like the three we automatically were just like, yep, these are all top five. Yeah, I would say the Ben speech is more iconic, but I'm happy to have the fight number three. So then Ben speech number four and the tribal council at number five. It's pretty easy. Yeah, that's a pretty good top five. Definitely pretty harder easy. than the other five seasons, but they're all yeah. great moments. All right, so we'll to clarify then. Uh, so in number five from uh, what they died for, it's Jacob's tribal council is a little explanation to the gang about why they're there. And then I guess you lump Jack taking, everything. Jack taking over there is kind of all in that scene as well. Uh, from episode seven, Dr. Linus, it's Ben's little monologue to Alana uh, about just you know, wanting Locke because Locke wanted him and everything else. Like, it's it's a great scene, even though it involves Alana. Um, from the end, the Jack and Locke fight on the cliff, uh, the, the punch-up and a saved your bullet. Uh, great <laughs> moment. Uh, also from the end, the, the final scene of the church, Jack on the beach, the plane flying over, Vincent, just the whole ending. And uh, number one from the candidate, uh, the submarine explosion. So Saeed's death as well as Jin and Son's death, them floating away. Um, and shout out to, I mean, it's it's a separate scene, so you kind of can't lump it on, but the Hurley crying on the beach, we didn't really sort of mention that. Yeah. Essential, but I, it's kind of. I love that, but it's sort of connected to the submarine. Yeah. So our five, so we got 31 moments in, which we're going to, between now and then, you rank basically from one through to 31. So number one on your list will get 31 points. Number two will get 30, so on and so forth. And then I'll what? divide it, average, aggregate, all that kind of stuff. Just quickly right now, you don't have to give away what your number one would be, but uh, any, so, cause I actually, I've got to relook at the list to be completely honest with you, but um, Boone's death, number one. 
I mean, it's this show is known for its iconic moments. The, the fact that we even got 31 instead of 51 is crazy. So um, it's going to be hard. I couldn't tell you what my number one would be because you've got the so many great moments. But, the, yeah, I mean, I think 31 to 20 I can probably do. 20 to 10 will be a bit iffy, but the top 10 will be so hard to do, I think. So it'll be interesting. I don't know what you're going to do and I don't know what I'm going to do. I've got a rough idea what my number one would be. If right now I had to tell you what the best moment of loss in the history comes between one of two moments, and I probably have a preference of the one. But um, I mean, there's two. Those two will. If they don't make the top ten, then you and I need to restart this loss recap because I think you and I both. There's some that will 100 percent no matter what. I think there's at least five that will 100 percent, and then five that most likely will. I just, I also don't like to speak out of turn with this because I still, to this day, am angry at Darvell and Brandy over on the third watch one that, uh, to me, the most iconic moment only ended up at number fucking 10 on the list, but whatever. Um, well, if anyone's going to be angry in this one, it's probably going to be me. It, it'll be you. But I, I will I will say that this is one thing that I, I promise I do is I will just rank mine without looking at it. So even if you sent me yours right now, I will not look at it until I rank mine. So I'm not going to go, well, no, I'll put this at number seven, so I better put this at number, you know, whatever to make it higher. So... Uh, that's that's one thing that I will do, and I Noah won't know the results until we're on air. I will keep it a secret. Oh my god, hate so, secrets. I know. Well, you're gonna get one, but yeah, next week we'll be back. Our final lost episode, oh. our series recap. We'll go over just the bits we haven't talked about, just recapping things, our top ten moments, everything along those lines. I'll give you a tally of the bins and the rents and the buys and. All of that, Noah, if you can dig up your uh, original rankings that you had. Um, oh, that maybe. If, if you can find it, that would be interesting to see. And maybe if you make any changes, I'll go over some of my rankings of people with my top whatever and bottom ones. Uh, there's also some webisodes which we're going to be watching in between now and next week, which I don't know if I've ever seen before, if you want to kind of give us a bit of a teaser on what they are. Well, we kind of dropped the ball because we should have done them between season three and four, which is when they aired. And they're kind of just little scenes that take place during season one to three. Oh, I and some of them, them. Isn't it like an some arts of them are and Paolo sort of, Yeah, one? there's an arts yeah. one. Um, there's a really great gin one. Um, some of them are fun. Some of them are serious. Some of them are crap. Um, but then there's also, you mentioned that Dharma Initiative web series too. Um, so, yeah, there's kind of the last content of lost other than that we've done everything so the, the are we going to do the via doomus the video game i mean on uh 24 <laughs> coverage we did the 24 i'm actually not serious <laughs> so did i but like what we did on for 24 is that um on youtube they've just got like all the cut scenes basically to watch it like an episode so if you want to do I an extra one if, the, if there is a via doomus is so bad it was. It uh, was not good. I remember worse playing than it. Stranger um, in a Strange Land. So that could be funny to do, maybe. We'll, we'll see how we feel. We'll see if the videos are online. But yeah, I remember that just being getting so excited. I was there on launch day. I'd pre ordered it and everything. And when it came out, I was like, this isn't that great. Uh, no. <laughs> so. and, and like some of them returned to do their voices. Most didn't. But I'm pretty sure like Emily Duravin's like, yeah, come and do my voice. But it's like, Massey Fox, there's no way. You've got this guy. I'm like, I'm Jack. There's, um, I know, I don't know if you've ever played the Just Cause video games. They're kind of like a big open world series where you just blow shit up. But I think it was on Just Cause 2, there was a hidden island off the island that you could get to. And it was a, a homage to Lost because it had a hatch and a smoke oh, monster that, cool. fl- 
that flew around it. So um, it was kind of like the creators of the game will be lost fans. So it, it, it was like a hard to get to the island, but when you got there, you're like, oh, cool. It's like the homage uh, lost. So um, we can milk it eventually uh, if we're not tired of doing all this anyway. But that's next week. Uh, and of course, in between then, 24, great coverage of that happening. Um, other movies and shit happening. So stay tuned for those. But one more to go, one more to go on our Lost coverage, which uh, we're all very excited for. My name is Ben, and Jacob touched me. Uh, my name is Doran. I think I just got my first grey hair. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes, yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. (laughs)